Hey, welcome to another edition, the winter meetings edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Jake Myers, Chaz McCormick, who's in center field, Jordan Hicks, and some random backup catchers we're going to talk about. So much to get into. Let's start right now. Are locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at on this lovely Tuesday evening? They can find me at um HTM Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Guys, thank you for making the Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and su- subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check us out. Become an everydayer. Somebody that listens to our podcast every day. We appreciate everybody that does it and uh, comments after the show and uh, becomes part of the Locked On Astros Nation. We're going to be here for you all off season. Uh, whether the Astros are doing something or Astros are not. But it sounds like Dana Brown is very optimistic that something's going to happen. So guess what, guys? Tomorrow, he's going to Starbucks. That's what's happening, guys. He's going to get his Starbucks. Uh, But in all seriousness, um, he does feel like progress is being made at the winter meetings. The Rule 5 is going to be happening uh, tomorrow as well. So that's something to be discussing. Uh, Shohei Itani, uh, did he meet with the Dodgers? Wait, we weren't supposed to know he met with the Dodgers, uh, Dave Roberts, but uh, apparently the Dodgers are hiding that now. But uh, we don't know where he's at going, but apparently it's not the Cubs. The Cubs have said, yeah, we can't afford that guy. Uh, but there's a lot going on. And I know I talked yesterday about Shohei Tani possibly going back to Anaheim, which is kind of a big surprise. But we do have some Astros news. There's been actually a lot of talk about the Astros. And right after I recorded the show last night, we had a lot of talk about Jordan Hicks and Hector Neris um, being talked about as, in terms of the Astros bullpen, Chaz and uh, Jake Myers. Uh, I know this is something I did discuss yesterday, but there's been some more um, kind of developments that we'll discuss today. There's a limited budget. This is not new, but how is this actually going to affect maybe Alex Bregman in the future? And backup catching options, they're very slim. Who's out there? And what exactly progress is being made? Welcome back, Brett. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, You know, it's interesting that we're mentioning Hector Neres because he's a guy that I think has probably priced himself out of the conversation because he did turn down the $8.5 million player option, which he could have signed if he would have done that. That would have probably been a bad thing because it probably would have pushed him over the threshold, wouldn't it? I mean, we're not that far from it. Right. Um, but Hector Neri. $5 million. Yeah. So Hector Neri's coming back. I mean, I would love it. I, I'm, I freaking hate the fact that I can see him in another uniform next year. I, I can't stand that thought, actually. Um, he's just one of those guys. But, you know, 
it sounds today like they are looking towards internal candidates. And, and look, I'll tell you right now, um, Ronel Blanco is down there in the Lidome um, Winter Ball League. He's thrown 41 and two-thirds scoreless innings. He's got a streak going right now, and he's doing some big things down there. He's working out. Um, I keep up with his Instagram. Um, we'll be I'll be interviewing him soon for Locked on Astros and talking to him finding out about where he's from, but look, he's getting ramped up and ready to go. And, and so we may have the internal candidates and may not have to go outside, but if we're looking outside and we're not looking at Naries, I, I think Jordan Hicks is a name that I like that I called on cyber Monday is one of the targets. I would love a hard throwing guy. What kind of role would he take? And, and that would be for debate. You know, you can't have the closer role. That's Ryan Presley's job, but he definitely, um, is a valuable guy, but how much is he willing to come here for? Is he willing to take a little bit less with the Astros and sacrifice that for possibly winning a ring? Because look, he's been in Toronto, Eric. That team has grossly underperformed and they have lacked veteran leadership. They've had these young guys coming up and I, I just don't think they're going to get it done without a veteran in the box and their pitching just falls apart. So Jordan Hicks is looking elsewhere. So well, don't forget um, he came from the Cardinals before that too. So well, that's uh, true. Well, that's true. And, and so, but you know, he wants to win. And you know, these guys, when when they get into baseball, they want to go to the World Series. And we we forget that the Astros were one win away from going back to the World Series. And I would say, sorry, D-backs fans. I think if we go to the World Series, I think the Astros easily take care of the Diamondbacks. I don't think the Diamondbacks were any sort of competition for the Rangers. I don't think they would have been competition for the Astros. And so at the end of the day, we're pretty close. Everybody's acting like the sky's falling, Eric. Everybody's acting like we're done. We're not done. We still got a majority of the guys. Yeah. But would you be willing to go over the CBT for Nerys? I mean, look, I think he's valuable, but I think he's going to demand a pretty high salary. Well, if you're looking at what Spotrack says his um, market value is, it's actually $7.6 million. Really? So it's actually lower than uh, he was actually going to get paid um, um, this the player option he turned down. So he couldn't, couldn't he get wouldn't he get more by default because of what they paid Naries? I mean, what they paid Montero? Um, I think what he was hoping for is that, yes, uh, he could get maybe that Rafael Montero money, but then he didn't realize that there's a new general in town and that new general is not going to go out there and pay a lot for that muffler uh, to bring back that reference. But uh, so <laughs> keep I don't trying know. to post to that ad from two years ago, dude. Come no, on. It's not two years ago. It's, it's like 20 years ago. <laughs> this ad. Uh, it's uh, it was that wrestler. It was that boxer, um, not Mike Tyson, but the other one. Um, and he was like, I'm going to go to my key and I'm not going to pay a lot for that muffler. You're talking about George Foreman? George Foreman. That's who it is. George Foreman from Houston. Yes. D. Yes. George Foreman. But um, also, so his market value is two years at $15 million. So okay. uh, if you're going to get him to come back, you're going to have to probably give him a slight raise. And that's going to be probably two years that maybe um, you're going to have to pay him maybe $17 million or so. I don't know. I I really don't know how what you're going to do because I know that the reports are that they are talking and mm -hmm. I know Jordan Hicks, uh, what is his market value? If you're looking at what his market value is, I'm trying to find it, but because there's a football, a linebacker as well named Jordan Hicks. So his is actually $3.4 million 
uh, per year. So his is actually a little bit lower, but he's probably going to be going for that closer money as well. So, um, but he's not going to get beat a closer here, but possibly there's a chance that let's say Ryan Presley doesn't return for 2025. Come win a World Series with the Astros, mm-hmm. and then you could be the closer in 2025. That's, I th- think, what the Astros are selling to Jordan Hicks. We can't pay you a lot, but what, what we can do is we can say, hey, come here. We'll go ahead, and um, you'll be kind of the back end of the bullpen type guy. And then uh, if you do well this year, uh, we c- you can compete with Brian Brayu next year for the closer. So, uh, But his market value is two years at 6.8 million. I know he's going to get more than that. So I know this boat track evaluation is a little bit lower than that. Yeah. You know, well, you know, spot track goes with, I mean, they go with trends, they go with market and all that stuff. At the end of the day, it's very hard to predict because of agents, because of players, because of teams, right? Um, Sometimes teams will give more, you know, a la Rafael Montero because, they, I really think the Montero thing was like, you earned it. We're going to give you this. They probably knew he probably wouldn't have another chance to earn this kind of money. And sometimes you do that for a guy. Now it kind of upsets the market because he's the fifth highest paid relief pitcher. But mm-hmm. I think those things do come into play. I, I talk about that all the time with my friend, Mark, but you know, Jordan Hicks, Eric is a very good young pitcher. I mean, this kid he's recorded, he recorded 14 saves in 2019. He recorded 12 saves in 2023 um, he didn't have any saves in 21 or 22, but it didn't seem like he was in that closer role. But he did have six saves in his first season in 2018. So he definitely has it. He's only 27 as to where you got your guy Presley, who is what, 33, 34. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you're probably not going to sign because by the time you resign him, he would be 35 turning 36. You don't want to sign him to a multi-year deal. So Eric, I, I, I like where you're going with that. It makes sense. But there are some issues with the budget and with it being limited, and we'll talk about that. But first, you know, um, I want to I want to talk about some other things before we get to Chase and Jake. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Jace Case. Our friends at Jace Medical have something special to bring to you. I know that we go to sports to escape the realities of life. So let's talk for a minute about preparing for those realities. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis or Viagra. Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, and skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. A board-certified physician will review it, and a licensed pharmacy will dispense your medications at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E, medical.com, and use the offer code locked on and get $20 off your order today. Hey guys, go ahead and check it out. Um, if you like sports talk and you like it 
24-7. Why don't you check out Locked On Sports Today? It's a 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like us at the Locked On Astros podcast. And it covers every sport around the league, around uh, all sports. So go to Lock On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 uh, streaming uh, station. All right. So um, speaking of streaming or trolling, so to speak, I love what the Space Cowboys have done. Mm-hmm. And I do love what, um, especially what the Hooks have done. The Space yes. Cowboys, they took their time to go ahead and Photoshop Shohei Itani in their jersey. But the Hooks, they did um, a kind of a Heisman type job. Let's just put it that way. And they kind of sketched like the the Whataburger jersey on on right. Shohei Itani and saying we have breaking news. But um, yeah, we all know that that's a joke. Uh, he's not going to go play minor league baseball. Uh, that'd be like um, going back and playing independent ball with the Skeeters uh, back in the day. So, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But it's just kind of fun that a lot some of these minor league baseball teams are doing it. But um, a funny thing that you're bringing this up, uh, the limited budget, before we get to Chaz versus Jake, the Astros do have a limited budget. And I know that uh, they we don't know exactly the number because you have the arbitration, you have right. all the numbers that um, you have the the players who uh, are pre-arbitration that you have to give them money, and we we we're just we just kind of have estimated values that we think the Astros might offer them, but there's about five million dollars under the CBT, so. Right. Uh, there's a lot of ramifications of what happens. And one of the things I know that Michael Schwab brought this up today or yesterday, he said that, well, if the Astros go over the luxury tax threshold and you let Alex Bregman walk, he does the CB, the, the qualifying offer. It, the difference is if the Astros go over the luxury tax threshold this year and they're in violation, the difference is instead of getting a, uh, pick after the first round for Alex Bregman, you would get a pick after the fourth round. And my response to that, I'll tell you in a second. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, immediately I think of our farm system and how depleted it's been. And again, I'll say it until people are here sick of hearing it, that yes, the Astros were punished for 2017. We They were taken from us four picks, two first round, two second round, two years in a row. And that absolutely can wreck a, a a team's minor league system. And despite that, we still have guys that we produce at a major league level. So tip your hat to the minor league coordinators. Tip your hat to guys like Jason Bell, to Joe Thon, to Mickey Story, to all the guys, Rafael Pena, who came through, who's who's no longer with the Astros, Elvis Rodriguez, all these guys that that take part in this. Look, I don't like losing Alex Bregman for nothing. And I definitely don't like losing Alex Bregman and then only getting a fourth round pick. This is a guy you pick after the fourth round, Brett. (laughs) Well, fourth round, fifth round, it's not after the first round, which means the the drop-off is considerable unless you find a diamond in the rough. Now, maybe you trust your evaluators enough that you, maybe they see, and I don't know what they're looking at right now, but maybe they see a draft that's deep enough to where they're not going to be that ill-affected because maybe it's a good year. But that's a lot to bet on. And I just really think, Eric, that if the ramifications are that and you're not going to trade Bregman and you're going to let another star walk and not get anything for it, 
you might as well go for broke and just, I mean, just go over it, you know? I mean, why does a draft pick have to be involved anyways? I know they agreed to it, but that just seems stupid to me. I mean, charging so 20%. Teams don't, don't go over, they follow the rules. It just like, it's just so teams follow the but rules. Your team, they but don't. your teams that go over are always going to go over. It right. hasn't prevented anybody from going over. The same teams that go over are still going over. The same teams that don't go over don't go over. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. Like at let's the end of the talk, day, let's talk about the Pirates going over to Electric Tax Special. <laughs> well, no, I mean they're obviously they're not. not. They they aren't interested in winning a World Series. I mean, we right. know that. I mean, I mean, look right. at the uncertainty that that team is. I right. mean, gosh, I'm, I I feel for Ethan. Ethan is dedicated. Ethan over at Locked On Pirates is dedicated. I couldn't be a Pirates fan. How many fingers am I holding up, Brett? Well, four fingers and one thumb, but go ahead. I okay, that's how much Five. money they have, how many million dollars they have to spend. Right. What type of uh, reliever and catching combination can you get for $5 million? And are you expecting to make any type of trades at the trade deadline to update your roster, upgrade your roster in case you need to make another run for the World Series? So. I think that if, if if there's a chance for another World Series, parades are better than prospects. And so yeah. if you've got to go all in, go all in. Get what you need to get done. And so, uh, yes, I would love to have that pick after the first round. If the Astros start off the season with a below, like 10 games below 500 or 15 games below 500, they start sucking up then sure, we can try to find a way to get underneath the luxury tax threshold. Hey, by the way, the uh, ML Major League Baseball is not going to change the rules. You remember what the Angels did? They dumped all their salary at the end. They traded for Lucas Giolito, mm -hmm. and then they dumped him right before the uh, deadline to set your luxury tax, uh, the threshold or whatever it's called. So um, there's ways to wiggle your way out of it if necessary down the stretch. But okay. if you're in it to win it, you've got to you got to go over the luxury tax threshold. And I know that Jim Crane has only done it once, and that was for Zach Greinke. And for the right player, he will do it. But at this point, five million dollars that ain't good. that'll get you a, a foot long from Subway. <laughs> Wait, dude, inflation's terrible. Wait, a foot, a foot long is $5 million. You know what I mean. Uh, Good Lord. In you know terms what? That's of why, a baseball player, it's going to get you. That's why I go to Jersey Mike's. <laughs> they're only they're only half a million. No, and yeah, seriously, Jersey Mike's, too, they got a slamming sandwich. But I digress. Um, $5 million. Man, inflation <laughs> sucks right now. But seriously, um, you know, but, you know, Eric, I can, I can get on board with that. And, and I mean, honestly, either way, I'm not going to lose sleep over this or, or be upset. I am going to be upset if I feel like they don't make an effort to put a championship team on the field. I don't know that they have the roster right now to contend to contend. I think we were one game away this last year, but we're losing Naries. I mean, we need to replace him with somebody. And I'm sorry, you, you might, you probably are going to have to go over that because with the inflation of salaries, you've got guys like Sonny Gray marketed at 20 million, getting 25 per year for three years. You can't tell me that you've, that you're going to go, okay, well, all we have is five to play with. That to me makes no sense. And, you know, I, I just, 
But if you're going to go over, you might as well go over big. I mean, go big or go home. Get one of these Japanese players, dude. Like, seriously, let's just go for broke and let's win this World Series. Because if the window's closing and you know Bregman's out the door, you're not going to pay him 300 million. You're going to pay Altuve. You got your priorities set. Just flip it, man. Let's go for 2024 and let's win it all. Let's get greedy, you know? Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens. But in a second, we will address the what uh, Dana Brown had to say. We heard yesterday I talked uh, at length about it in yesterday's podcast about what Joe Espada had to say about the center field controversy. Uh, yes, it's a controversy again. And now we're going to go ahead and discuss that in a second. And uh, then also, what are the backup catching options? It's depressing, guys. It's depressing out there. Outside of Martin Maldonado, uh, it's, if you look at the names out there, it's like, wait, who? Uh, so, and then also Dana Brown says progress is being made. We'll talk about that in a second. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of today with local experts like us at the Locked On Astros podcast, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports streaming 24-7 platform. And go Stros. You always got to throw in that go Stros, don't you? Yes. So speaking of go Stros, I know that um, uh, Dana Brown is up there trying to improve the team. And he said um, uh, one of the things that he did address uh, before we get into the market is that he did say that uh, Jake Myers will get a chance to be the primary center fielder next season. And the Astros plan to play Chaz McCormick regularly between left and center field. Don't forget that Alvarez will probably play some left field, but to rest his knees, they'll probably play him a lot more at DH. And uh, they, Dana Brown basically said, we want to see what Myers can do. They think that he's got elite defense and uh, they they want to see what he can do offensively. And they feel like with injuries and uh, the everything that happened last year, they still have not really seen the true um, the true Jake Myers. So what does that mean for Chaz McCormick? He's not a big boy yet. He does not get to put his big boy <laughs> pants on. He's yeah. going to be shipped to left field. I'm just I'm, Well, and – Look, I'm surprised not from the aspect of the Jake Myers portion of it. Right. I'm surprised coming at it from the Chaz McCormick because, to me, he was a top-10 center fielder last year. Last year, he was one of the best. He was second in basically balls hit with, with high-velocity fastballs, forcing fastballs. He was number two in the league. This dude, like, literally was on the bench for three games in the playoffs whenever they started Dubon instead and Chaz McCormick was had the second best hard hit rate off of forcing fastballs. And he, they did that. They sat him, Dusty sat him three different times against pitchers that threw forcing fastballs. So remember how Dusty said we would thank him. Thank you, Dusty, for doing that. I just, I don't, I don't understand what Chaz McCormick has to do to be declared the starter. I don't know why the Astros can't say this. Look, Chaz McCormick has earned the starting position, but because of injuries and setbacks, Jake Byers has been in the wing. So what we're going to do is we're going to let it play out. And we think that Jake Myers does have it to be the starting center fielder, 
but we're going to make it be a competition. We're going to flip-flop these two guys between center and left, and we're going to see who wins it out. To me, that's a better message than, yeah, we're – that's why I discussed yesterday. Yeah, I just, I just feel like though, I just feel like that's not fair to Chaz McCormick. Of course, Chaz is a team player. Chaz isn't going to cry about it. The fans are going to be more upset about it than Chaz is. But you, you better believe that Chaz is going to ball out in 2024. And this is no disrespect to Jake Myers because one of my first interviews in Sugarland was with Jake Myers. Great kid. I love his, I love his mental makeup. I love his knowledge of the game. I love his drive and desire to be excellent. And he has been injured and he has had some bad luck in, in the majors. So I understand the eye test. I understand the mentality of a fan. What have you done for me lately? You know, it's kind of like when Tucker came up and everybody thought he was a lazy guy just because he wasn't this bubbly personality. Right. Look, Jake, Jake Myers has a lot to prove. And last spring training, I go back to the conversation I had with him at spring training. He said, look, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm, 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 I'm hitting the ball. Well, my shoulders feeling good. So I'm hoping I get back to spring training and talk to him again, because that'll even be a more fun conversation. Maybe we can get him on the show to talk about it because both of these guys are going to compete. Maybe it drives them to be better. Maybe it's not a bad thing, but I'm, but my thing is what does Chaz have to do? to prove himself with this organization. All right. And so I'm going to just kind of throw this up here. The key word is a chance, a chance. So okay. in spring training, if it doesn't work out, if he's uh, just striking out left and right, uh, his defense doesn't look right, then it's not going to work. They'll give the job to Chaz McCormick. They need to find somebody to play left field. But I think that anytime you you make competition, especially for somebody like Chaz McCormick, who's been chomping at the bit to be the everyday player. No pun all intended. These years. <laughs> right. Uh, but he's uh, he's been he's got to you don't want to just say he's not Jose Altuve. He's not a big boy in that respect. I, I do get it. So you mm-hmm. want him to have that hunger like I talked about yesterday. So I think competition in spring training is a good thing. And if that's what Joe Espada and Dana Brown are doing here, hey, Chaz, we love you. We love your defense. We love your hitting. Uh, we we want to see what this guy can do. Go out there in spring training. If you outplay him, if you show us good center field, we'll go and put you out there. So we'll see. But you know who else is trying to make a great impression this uh, spring training and who's kind of out of options? Force Whitley. Forslet Whitley is uh, was granted a fourth year um, extension, so to speak. So the Astros didn't have to make him a minor league uh, free agent. Uh, so he can stay with the Astros and he's throwing 98 miles per hour. And I know that Dana Brown said they plan on uh, inviting him to spring training as and to try out as a reliever. And so you're probably going to see a lot of people like um, uh, like him, try to come make an impact. Seth Martinez, uh, Brandon Belak. Speaking of Brandon yeah. Belak, he is literally out of options. So uh, you may have to end up trading him because if you bring him up, you're going to have to put him on waivers and some team could claim him. So that, so, that could be a way to um, maybe get some space on the, the active roster. Definitely. First things first, I want to tell Forrest Whitley, congratulations. Him and his fiance Courtney got married. They got married in Seville, Spain. I mean, Seville, um, um, yes. And just recently, really, really cool thing um, to see that. And like you said, he's throwing like 98. And the Astros have made it clear that, look, he's going for a for a relief pitching role. And I remember talking to guys like Joe Record and talking to guys 
um, just at the minor league level. And they said, look, if, if I'm a minor league starter, but I'm a major league reliever, I would rather be a major league reliever than a minor league starter. So yeah. Forrest Whitley really has stayed with it. And I think because of that, he's earned the chance to be on this big league roster. And I'm excited for that, Eric. Um, but look, um, they just came out and we haven't really gotten to this yet. Talking about these backup catching rules. Um, there was, there was a tweet that just came out while we're on and, 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 and Chandler Rome, and maybe, maybe you have this in your notes about this um, Victor Caratini. Okay. He's one of the names I think you were going to list. Correct. I believe so. Okay. Uh, what's up? So he, yeah. So Houston isn't interested in him. Three people with knowledge of their plan set on Tuesday, producing a possible partnership that could aid um, at two positions, catcher and first base. Last year, he had a 296 BABIP. So um, he's a guy that helps multiple, you know, if you got to rest your Jose Abreu, this right. guy can play first. You can keep Yiner Diaz at catcher. That's what you want. You want Yiner Diaz to catch, 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 nothing else. And so um, there's one of the guys, one of your budget guys that you you wanted to discuss. The Astros like him. I mean, right. why not? Yeah, so if you're looking at the other guys, uh, Brown says the market's tough. There's a lot of teams that need catching, but there's not a lot of a ton of catchers out there. But we're grinding through it. I feel like we're getting some uh, pretty good names, and we've had some good discussions. So who are those names out there? We don't know exactly who he's talking to. We've heard uh, Tucker Barnhart. We've already discussed him. He's 32 years old. Austin Wins was designated for assignment by the Rockies. He's out there. He's more of a defensive guy. You have Kurt uh, Casale. He's 35 years old. Uh, he just played with the Reds. Eric Haas, he's 30 years old. Uh, he played with the Tigers. Then you have Cam Gallagher. Uh, he played 30. He's a great defensive guy. So a lot of these are defensive guys. And I know you, you mentioned Tom Murphy with well, the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, you got Tom Murphy. You got Francisco Mejia at 2.5. Look, hey. I'm going to shock you with this name, Eric. Gary Sanchez, 1.6 million. If you can, if you can recreate a Gary Sanchez offensive weapon off the bench as a backup catcher, the 2017-2018 Gary uh, Gary Sanchez, that would be a huge crazy boost. Now, I I don't know that he's going to do that because in the last few years he really has not produced offensively at all. Has become one of the worst hitting catchers in the league. Right, but. Those names you mentioned, I mean, there's Sandy Leon. Um, I mean, there are a lot of guys out there. Carlos Perez um, from Oakland was a backup. And, and so there's a lot of guys. Uh, see, Victor Carantini's one of the higher guys at 2.8. Aaron Nola's below him. I think there was some talk about putting him in Philly to be paired up with his brother. Jacob Stallings in Miami didn't have more than his says 3.35. Dude, I'm still kicking the tires on Mitch Garver. I'm still talking to Mitch Garber. He's valued at 3.9 million. He's not going to be a starter. It was like, oh, he's going to be a starter. No, he's not. He's a backup. Mitch Garber knows the Rangers. He knows their pitching staff. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you want that intel? So um, we don't know what's happening, but we know Dana Brown said progress is being made. Uh, what type of progress? We'll have to maybe wait for tomorrow's show. But, guys, thank you for making Locking on Astros podcast your first, in, uh, first listen every day. Go and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and uh, make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. My name is Eric. He is Brett. And we are the Locked on Astros podcast. And we will see you tomorrow. And go Strokes.